everybody. So we are here for our next episode of Chicks on Flicks. And we were going to do Bang the Drums uh, slowly, but we had a little bit of a hard time uh, procuring it. Uh, and so we will do that at a future date. Uh, and we decided to kind of last minute to do Breaking Away, which is the next up in the, the series of 33 films that will restore your faith in humanity from Roger Ebert. And uh, my friend Christine is here, here with me. Hey. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so sorry about that change, uh, but we will cover it eventually. It's just it's not in uh, not in print anymore, so I had to buy it used, uh, and it's not you can't stream it anywhere or anything. So we just had a hard time finding it. So uh, so anyway, so we're going. Well, can we get to talk about Breaking Way, which is really I think a really excellent film. Uh, this uh, movie was made in 1979, and uh, it you know did very well it won a uh, an oscar for best screenplay wow and, i have no idea yeah and it was nominated for best picture uh, and i i it's one of my fa my father's not really a movie guy uh that much he watches maybe i'm not kidding maybe two a year and and, and never at the theater he never goes to the theater and this is one of his favorite movies it is breaking away uh, he's a avid cyclist, so that's part of it, I think. Uh, but um, especially when he was younger, he was, and so, uh, and I think it's just genuinely a a good movie. I really enjoy it. I, it's kind of kind of fun for me because I served my mission in Bloomington. Oh, and, yeah, <laughs> for a time, <laughs> which is fun. And so I, I recognize him, though obviously it's the '70s, so it's it's going to be quite different. But uh, that was sort of fun and. And Indiana is just like the hotbed of of sports movies, like mm. great sports movies. You have Rudy, and you have uh, Hoosiers, and <laughs> there's a bunch more uh, that are all set in, in Indiana. So it's it's kind of funny. A lot of movies are actually set in Indiana, uh, randomly. It's like the sort of the I think it's like a popular kind of if they want to have like Midwestern values kind uh -huh. of thing, whatever, like set it in Indiana. For sure. <laughs> Like Close Encounters of the Third Kind is set there. I mean, there's just a ton. Uh, so I, Iowa gets the gets the cold shoulder, I guess, <laughs> for Indiana. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I watched it again this morning, and I really enjoyed it again. I think it has really uh, engaging characters. I think it's characters that you can really relate to. I think the script is very solid. I, I, I don't think it feels dated like certain films might feel dated. I, I think that this I think this film would be a great film to actually do a remake of because mm. I think that it would be the because to me the perfect kind of remakes are, are films that not that many people are that aware of but that are really good and so you can as opposed to a movie that everyone knows about and everyone sees as a classic that's stupid to remake uh, but you know these films so you can it's it's like a win-win situation you get a hopefully a good new movie plus people all of a sudden are aware of this other good movie and <laughs> so uh, that that I think it would actually do pretty well in, in a modern kind of retelling I, I I think it's pretty timeless themes of growing up and deciding what you want to do in your life and and you know your friends sort of moving on and and you know and love and sort of the rockiness of love and all of that kind of stuff when you're in that age and uh, sports obviously there's a little bit of sort of a sports story which are timeless and so yeah i think it could you could uh make it work for a modern retelling but 
I really enjoyed it. So what did you think of it? You know, I have some pretty mixed feelings. There were some things that I loved mm-hmm. that I thought were just awesome, but there were a couple things that were disturbing to me and alarming to me that okay. I felt it was really, they, they did not age well um, hmm. and that they were never resolved. They weren't issues at all <laughs> in the movie, but I wouldn't say it ruined it. I feel like it's just kind of like, it's a product of its time type of thing. And we'll go more into that. Um, sure. You know, we'll, we'll kind of tackle the things one by one. Overall, I think it is a good movie. I think I'd like to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have the, the benefit of like nostalgia or, um, you, you know, like you mentioned that this is one of your dad's favorite movies. And so you get to kind of come at the movie with, that in mind mm-hmm. and I'm very easily swayed by other people's opinions and so like when people really love a movie I want to love it too you know mm-hmm. like I just have to be able to make sense of it um sure so with this one like I'm still kind of rolling it around in my head there mm-hmm. were a couple of moments I thought that were really really good so all right sounds good okay so it's about these boys uh, that that are uh, played by uh Dennis Christopher, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern, Jackie Earl Haley. To life, you know, that moment where suddenly here's your opportunity and you're just too afraid of failure, you know? And he was like, no, I don't want to go out there. He just chickens out. I thought it was so great. Yeah, that was a really like human kind of moment. That's true. I agree. That was really good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just a sense of envy and a sense of fear and sense of uh with him and his his character and uh so what did you think of of sort of dave and his and his dad in particular at least at least at the beginning like this sort of back and forth between them about uh about italy <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i just okay i just hated dave's dad i mean like i think that he was well acted uh-huh. because he was convincing but this to me is what I'm about to say is the thing that I was just like, I don't feel better about humanity. I just feel sorry for women everywhere who <laughs> have ever had to put up with this kind of indentured servitude. Um, so for me, the dad and his son, I thought the dad was particularly homophobic. Uh, I thought the whole movie kind of had a lot of homophobic language. I think, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I can see it in context, but for somebody who's more sensitive to things like that, um, where if, if that kind of language guts you, mm-hmm. um, then I wouldn't recommend it to that person. Um, the dad, I just felt like he was just, you know, he was just like, what is this fruity music? And oh, my son is shaving his legs. And I felt like if you had that now, in a movie now, by the end of the movie, you'd be able to address why this is problematic, like why the dad saying things like this is not okay. But I feel like in 1979, it was just culturally acceptable to be like, oh, that's so weird, my son is shaving his legs, like to freak out about stuff like that. And, and so the fact that some of that stuff didn't get addressed, that yeah, I, I mean, felt I- like that kind of gave it this normalcy that I didn't appreciate. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I feel like they did address at least some of it with the conversation that they have where they talk about the fact that he, he built the campus. He'd been a part and he was so proud of that, but he felt 
very insecure. He never liked to go on there because he felt embarrassed and he felt, uh, so I felt like you did get a sense of sort of, this is where this, all this insecurity is coming from in that conversation between them. Oh yeah. I mean, his dad is outrageously insecure and then inflicts that on everyone. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't make me feel better. Really? Uh, It it just made me feel like, okay, yeah, like you have a reason for what you did, but that doesn't make what you did right. And he never, but the thing was, is like, let the father son relationship was less disturbing to me than the husband and wife relationship. She was literally just a slave. The, the whole movie, every, almost every single scene, she's cooking or cleaning. It shows her cleaning and she's, she's tired and she's unhappy. And then she cooks him this dinner where she tries to do something fun and interesting. And he's like, what is this? You're like, I don't want a zucchini. You know, and he like throws a fit about it and everything. He's just so critical, totally ungrateful. Um, I just was so angry at him. And I was like, this poor woman where she pulls out the passport and it's supposed to be heartwarming, but it just makes me think like, run, run away, like leave him. You have one life. You have one life. Like get out of here. I was so frustrated. She's like, and someday I'm going to pull out this passport and just someone can see I have a passport. And I was like, oh, you poor, poor battered woman. This is horrendous and just for, for the majority of history you know just ah, oh, oh, it just brought out like the feminist in me i was like <laughs> ah, i'm so mad at it and then and then it's like this is fixed by her like putting flowers in her hair and and going to bed with him and they have this like weird romantic moment where he takes like the pen protector out of his pocket i don't know and then and then she gets pregnant and i'm like no this is worse this is worse not better <laughs> so I was like, she's stuck for life. I just felt so bad for her. And like, Mm -hmm. nothing ever got better for her. Nothing ever will get better for her. And I felt like the movie really perpetuated this idea that would have been very normal in 1979 that like, this is all okay and this is normal. And like, your husband's just a little cranky sometimes. You just gotta like, love him anyway. And I'm just like, no, one life. You got one life. Like, get <laughs> out of there. So that, that to me yeah, was the one thing where I was like, oh, I can't watch it. This is just so sad. <laughs> and, uh, and she never even confronts him. She's never like, do you notice what I do around here? Do you notice? Like, you're always coming in here talking about how hard you work and how tired and miserable you are. Like, did you ever think to say thank you? Oh, anyway, I'm going to get off this topic. No, you're you, fine. It's you all right. How I feel. Well, for me, I would say, I guess my one defense about that is I do feel like she kept doing things that she knew that she kept doing things that she wanted to do. I mean, she didn't stop having the Italian meal because he was grumpy. Like I felt like through the force of the whole movie, she was she kept doing, you know, she kept supporting her son. She did, you know, whether he had a problem with it, she kept uh, I, I didn't see her as, as, as being down as you did. Well, I think she, she certainly did. And she still had that glimmer of spirit, but it's kind of like, you can still have a glimmer of spirit while a ball and chain is. Yeah. I definitely didn't see it as stark as you did. I, I think that, that he's, he was a, he's, he's an insecure guy, but I, I definitely didn't see it as harsh as you did. So uh, I, I felt like, uh, she still was, was somewhat independent as far as you know as far as she kept doing things that she knew that she wanted to do and uh that she kept i mean she's not in the movie that much so it's a little bit hard but but i i don't know i felt like she i didn't have those issues that you had i'll just say (laughs) i didn't uh i didn't have that it didn't it didn't bother me like that and i felt like i felt like that moment 
with them at the school where they have this conversation was a really, really lovely moment between the two of them. And I, that to me did a lot for sort of explaining his character and who he was and, and, and helping their relationship. Just felt like he was more just sort of aggravated rather than like hateful, I guess. I, I, I didn't take it as, as harsh, I guess, as, as you saw, which is totally I valid. I, I looked at it as more just like, I looked at it as more as almost more like a, I don't know, like a Dennis the Menace kind of thing. Like, ugh, just sort of aggravated versus like, I hate my son kind of a thing. Well, I didn't see annoying him as hateful. Me. No, I wouldn't see him as hateful, just entitled. So I thought I'd read a little bit of Roger's thoughts on this film. Uh, he says that, uh, that Breaking Away is a movie to embrace. It's about people who are complicated, but decent who are optimists, but see things realistically, who are fundamentally comic characters, but have three full dimensions. It's about middle America we rarely see in the movies. Yes, but it's not corny and it doesn't condescend. Movies like this are hardly ever made at all when they're made this well. They're precious cinematic miracles. <laughs> so uh, that's sort of his thought. And I do think that, uh, they, that it does a good job of keeping these characters sort of feeling real while still being funny and that's hard to do it's very hard to to write a comedy that doesn't start to feel like comedy you know where where the jokes are sort of taking over the characters and uh, and sometimes those can be amazing like i love monty python and i love you know that's that's all about the jokes and that's great uh but to to do a a comedy that still sort of feels like real people is i think hard and I, I think they do a good job with this. And uh, so I think it's a, an interesting, an interesting point and that he makes. And so I guess, what did you think about this whole thing about uh, Dave pretending to be Enrico, the college student uh, to, for the, for the girl? <laughs> Is that funny at all to you? I, it, it, I, I didn't realize the movie was a comedy. Um, I don't think I laughed at any point during this movie, after, which is fine. Um, I love the scene where he serenades Katarina. Yeah, <laughs> just really cute. It's really, really cute. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I think stuff like, I think stuff like the Zini scene is, I think that's actually funny. Uh, but, you know, if you took it as being sort of, if you took it differently, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, and just his whole like charade, I, I actually think it's kind of funny that he's, oh, wow, he's that's doing funny. He's getting like increasingly more awkward and uncomfortable. And, oh, that's so and, funny. Uh, and I think a lot of the dialogue is actually quite funny. So yeah, that's an interesting thing, how people can take things. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's so ridiculous. This, this girl is very silly, but uh, you know, I guess fools in love. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, I, I'm like, oh, that was, I'm seriously, my mind just got blown. I'm like, wait, that was supposed to be funny. I just like, I literally just saw a drama. I don't know. Maybe you like, maybe this is one of those times where like you, if you like, you, you kind of have to be married <laughs> where like you do this all the time. And like, I'm not married to any, but my husband is nothing like that guy. Um, my husband cooks just as much as I do, but like, if I ever got that kind of attitude, for something that I baked, I just like I wouldn't be married to that person. Mm -hmm. Just I, I took it. I thought it was so sad. It was so sad. 
Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so once we get to the actual, uh, well, first of all, we do get to see where Dave meets the Italian team and he realizes that they're, yeah. and so he has this, he takes down all the posters. He's very, very disheartened, very frustrated. And, uh, and I don't know, did, did you think I have any thoughts about that? I loved it. I loved it. I, I think that was one of the best parts of the movie. And I thought it was so interesting too. How his, the thing he said to his dad was everybody cheats. And um, I, I didn't really take it as any sort of statement against like Italians. It, it was just him kind of saying like, people are people wherever you go. And I, I thought there was a lot of, um, in the beginning, there was this attitude that like, if you could just get out, if you could just get away, then it won't be like this. And so Italy was this magical fantasy land, yeah. you know, where everything was wonderful and everybody was so awesome. And then he meets these Italians and he's like, oh wait, they're just people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you think know? there was I definitely, yeah, that you meet your, your heroes and, uh, and, and how that can be really uh, disappointing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I thought, it was so fun for his character development though, because you can kind of see him when he lets go of other people being his heroes, he gets to be his own hero. And yeah, it's like, true. you know, after that scene that I think it's after that scene that they, uh, the guys come back for the refund on the car and mm -hmm. he insists that they give a refund because it's like, well, if the Italian guys aren't going to be this hero, then I can at least do the right thing. And I, I love that he doesn't break so much that he decides to become a cheater himself. If anything, it motivates him to become even more of a moral person, which I thought was just awesome. Right. It kind of, it, it, it's just depressing for him. He wants to give, you know, sort of give up cycling a little bit, but I love it at the end. He's, he's all, uh, all about the tour de France and, 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 and France. That's so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> really cute. <laughs> and when you're like, when you're, when you're a teenager, you just, you do get kind of obsessed about stuff like that. You do get, mm -hmm. and I, I think it would be aggravating for parents, you know, to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired of hearing about this or, or hearing about whatever it is that my kids are super, at least certain personalities, you know, that you would just be like my, I know my sister was super into Japan. It was like everything, Japan, 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 Japan. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I could think that would be kind of aggravating. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, 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 I relate to that because I'm a very intense person. Like I'll be super into one thing for a mm -hmm. couple for a while. And then I like, it's amazing uh, in a way that I've maintained I, next year, I'll be 10 years since I I started my blog, which, uh, my, not my movie blog, but my personal blog. And, uh, it, it's kind of amazing that I've kept it that intense all these years, like 10 years. That's a long time a because long time. I do tend to burn very bright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still always like it. I never like completely got get off, but as far as like being super impassioned about things, especially when I was younger, uh, then it, it it would burn really bright for a while. And I, oh, I love it. You, know, you got to try this. You got to, and it totally makes sense that this is my dad's favorite movie, not only the cycling, but also, first of all, his father, his father is a huge curmudgeon mm. to put it mildly. Very, very, uh, very challenging person. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I, my dad would probably love to have had a moment like uh, they did it on the campus mm -hmm. where his father shared something authentic about him mm -hmm. and his life. And, and that, that probably never actually happened, sadly. Mm -hmm. 
but anyway, and uh, so it makes sense. But also my dad is very passionate about things. Like even like little things, like he will, <laughs> he will like get a new flavor of yogurt that he likes and be like, you gotta try this. This is so great. You know, like this is the best thing ever. You know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay. Uh, you know, or, or whatever it might be that he's really excited about. He will like call all his friends and, and he will uh, want to tell everybody about this great new book he found or this diet that he's on or this, whatever it is. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I think that Dave could probably very heavily relate to my dad. For sure. Much, well, I, so. I can see a lot of people resonating with that dad character, you know, yeah. like, it, I think it is familiar for a lot of people, not maybe even more so for like, you know, your dad's generation, my dad's generation, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm sure that's true. So what did you think about this sort of division that, that exists in the town between the, the college, the educated people and the cutters? Oh, it felt so real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say that word like over and over and over with this movie. Because <laughs> um, I think that was kind of one of the, you know, golden points of the movie was its realism. Um, but I, um, I, I would suspect that people who live in college towns like that would really, mm -hmm. they'd say, yeah, like there's a dynamic here for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, that they're, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like I've talked, I've talked to people who uh, the, the, you went to BYU, correct? BYU. Yeah. Oh, BYU. Well, mm -hmm. I've talked to a bunch of people that went to Provo high. Uh -huh. And how they, I think they experience a little bit of sort of this environment, uh -huh. you know, with being a high school student in this like predominantly college town, you know, that there is this sort of, uh, sort of competition and this sort of, uh, thing going on that you see. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think it, it exists. And also, but I think there's also sort of a class thing going on here that, oh, yeah. that you have these laborers, these, mm -hmm. uh, people, uh, that are uneducated or viewed as uneducated because they don't have a college degree and uh, they're, you know, they're, they're working in the, in the quarry and the people that are educated and they're sort of this, this uh, disdain, this condescension. And I think you can still see that now. I mean, I, not to get into politics and stuff, but that is one of the things that, that Donald Trump was able to tap into was this anxiety on the part of, uh, this sort of working class kind of peep group uh, mm -hmm. that that felt sort of uh, ostracized and felt sort of looked down on, mm -hmm. and he was able to kind of talk to them. Uh, and so yeah, I think it's still something that still totally exists and is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was really interesting in the scene where, you know, they all get in trouble for the big fight at the bowling alley. Um, and I think it's the dean or something says a line like, you know, these other guys that you call cutters, like they're the ones who are here. They're the ones yeah. who will still be here. Y'all are going to be here for four years. Right. You know, and he's like, you're just passing through. I, I thought that was kind of cool that they would have this person in a position of authority saying this um, mm -hmm. and recognizing that. I, I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Well, and it is kind of ironic that again, going back to that scene uh, at the, between the, dad and dave at the school is that they they're the ones that built the school yeah. they're the ones you know that they think they're so much better the school wouldn't even exist yeah without them uh so you know the, that's sort of interesting yeah, how sure. that happens and so anyway we get to the final race with uh 
Dave is going to do the whole race, is going to take on the whole team. Uh, but he ends up getting, he's way ahead, way ahead. And he ends up getting hit by one of the other teams. And he, uh, his ankle is bleeding. And uh, so that's when, as you were saying, uh, Moocher, I think it is, has to uh, do a couple laps to help Dave. And then finally, they end up taping him, his foot onto yeah. the bike <laughs> so that he can finish. And it is really, I think, a quite a triumphant moment yeah. for, for them and for him. Because yeah, he's, sure. he's been so devastated, disappointed by, by, the, by the Italians and uh, for him, for them to sort of come out on top over the college students as a group, as a group of friends, all of that is, is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, and I think it's filmed really well. And so, uh, you know, it's just in the music and just everything is really engrossing. The, I did like a lot of the cinematography, but some of the editing, mm-hmm. I, I do not normally notice editing, but I thought mm-hmm. the editing in this was actually quite poor. Oh, okay. Um, and there were some things where I was like, why are we looking at this? <laughs> and, or it would cut very abruptly. Like there were some scenes where a character was about to speak again and they'd be like, and then it would cut. And I was like, what? Like, this is like a YouTube video, you know, where like someone's just chopping things up. I, I was a little surprised by that. Um, yeah. And there was one scene that stood out with, I, oh, it was right at the end when they win and they're all celebrating and Cyril is like looking around and he's kind of looking at the fact that like no one's hugging him. Like Mike's hugging the police officer and Moocher's hugging Nancy and the son is hugging everybody and dad, I don't know. I mean, like he's like, he's the champ. And they had, they like, the camera just stays on Cyril. <laughs> like, he's just like looking around. I was like, what, what this, I, this would not have caught my attention if you just hadn't centered him in the camera. I don't know why oh, they did that. Interesting. I'm not okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's probably, I'm sure that's true. Uh, I, I do love at the end when you see the dad riding a bike at the end. And yeah. I, so I really do see growth in his character. I don't think it's, I just don't think it's as bad as you do, which, but it's totally cool. That's why you have these discussions. And, uh, and one of the interesting thing I just saw is that uh, Barbara Berry, who played the mom, she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. for her role. Isn't that interesting? That's actress. why I felt so much for her. <laughs> she was. She was conveying so much. She didn't have a lot of lines, but yeah. Well, yeah. and I do think there are definitely, I mean, I'm not going to say there wasn't a change with the dad at the end. Right? Yeah. I mean, like he even renames his car lot and it's cutters uh used cars you know yeah and um so he's obviously taken this on and he's excited now i think maybe i um i just would have liked to see things more directly addressed i think that's it like i think that you know they did end in a pretty good place but i, I don't to me if i don't see the character's really talk it out or like the wife confront the husband I just assume that we're sweeping it under the rug because we're in a good mood now mm-hmm. um and and maybe I think just personally with like my communication style I mm-hmm. just really detest doing that and so if I think that's what's happened in a movie then I'll read it that way but mm-hmm. I think if I was a little more patient with it I would yeah. just assume 
that those conversations were happening in the background and that I could yeah. be happier with the dad's character growth. I think the mother's role in this story, in this, in this movie, is to be really supportive of her son. I think that sort of, as opposed to sort of the marriage dynamic, it's not really delved into, you're right. But I think that's sort of her, her sort of job is that she continually is the one who is very supportive of even as wacky as it gets, she's supportive. And uh, so that's kind of her, her sort of spot to play in the story. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess uh, they could have taken a moment to show some kind of reconciliation between them. I get that. Uh, and it's a, it's a valid point. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the movie. Uh, it, it's, I, I really do like the music too. I think the music's really effective uh, in sort of drawing you into these cycling. Cause cycling can be really boring. It can be a really boring sport. And, uh, but I think they make it engaging. They make mm -hmm. it uh, ex as exciting as you could make cycling. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love swimming and swimming is not that exciting either to watch or, or these individual sports just aren't quite compared to basketball or baseball or something like that. Team sports are just, are, have more of a, a cinematic quality to them. Mm. That's why you see them more often. Uh, mm. That's why there's almost no, there's hardly any movies about the Olympics because most of them are individual sports. Yeah. There's really, there's like, uh, there's Miracle and there's uh, The Cutting Edge and, and uh, Cool Runnings. There's a few, but there's really not that many uh, movies about the yeah. Chariots of Fire. Uh, but, uh, and, and Chariots of Fire uh, is, we're going to talk about that, I think, coming up. But it, it also makes running interesting, so, oh, which yeah. is hard, even harder probably than cycling. <laughs> were to say between like a one to ten uh what what rating would you give it initially give it an eight really because it just yeah but because That's it just right. kind of left me hanging like i think i'd knock it down to a seven but i didn't think it was a bad movie oh so i thought you were gonna say like a four <laughs> no well it, like i i mean i get I know how to criticize things that I like, you know, yeah, like it, it yeah. doesn't ruin everything for me. And I do see things in context. Sure. So if anything, this just depressed me more about the 1970s than this movie in particular, you okay. know, like it just that's, reminds that's me of things that feel uncomfortable to me, but that doesn't mean that like the movie is, yeah. you know. It, and it, I think if they yeah. did remake it, they could, they could, they could make that a little more nuanced, make that a little bit better. I, I think they were going for something that uh, was supposed to be sort of funny and a little bit over, you know, a little bit silly. Right. In his, in, like they, I, I think it's funny to, to be upset about zucchini, but obviously if, uh, it, or anything, all the eenies, we can't have any eenies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny to me, but. I just wanted it, to if, punch him. <laughs> if it doesn't make you laugh, then, that, then, then that's it. Uh, so, but no, I think that's fair to sort of look at the time and look at the, and I do think this would be a really, I've said it a couple times, but I think this would be a really good movie to, to remake. Uh, if you got yeah. a, a good writer, I think uh, you could, you could let people know about this film uh, and also, you know, make some of those things a little bit better. Uh, but I, I would honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, going into this, I have to admit, I was thinking, I don't know. Like I was thinking like a nine out of 10, cause I really love it. Uh, but you have brought up some really good points. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll say 8.5. 8.5. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's, a good movie. it's really good. And, it's uh, yeah. 
So, and, and, and uh, so I see why it was something that my dad particularly loved. So it's always <laughs> fun. Uh, so we will try uh, next week is a haul, you know, there's sort of holidays, things going on next mm-hmm. week. So uh, we will do our best to make it work next week. But if, if we end up having two weeks, don't kill us. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we will do our best and, uh, and we will, uh, we will announce on the Twitter. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Chicks on Flick. Uh, we will announce what we are covering next week because it might be bang the drum slowly. It might be something else. Uh, so we will let you know. And uh, thanks so much for joining me. Talk about this movie. I really yeah, appreciate it's my it. Pleasure. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so where can people find you? Um, so people can find me uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash C Tyler vision. And that's the letter C. Um, and then actually right now, a friend and I are just finishing up a Instagram challenge where people can take pictures, uh, according to a prompt list that we have. And we are doing a ton, like these big old prize boxes for it. It's going to be so cool. We've got signed books by authors. It's all sci-fi themed this month. And if people can't jump in on time this month and you only have to do one photo with the prompt once to join in. They can join in next month, and next month is going to be Uruk High July, and it's a <laughs> fantasy. Everything's going to be fantasy the next month. So um, they can find that at uh, C Tyler Books on Instagram. Yeah. So cool. I got to check that out. I got to enter. That sounds fun. So yeah, you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on the social media and uh, 54 Disney Reviews. I will be seeing the Despicable Me 3 movie tomorrow. Yay. And uh, we'll be giving my review sometime, <laughs> sometime this weekend. And uh, we have an episode of His Picks, Her Picks coming up, on, uh, coming up on Saturday, which I'm really looking forward to. We are looking at the, we're doing superheroes since we kind of had two in a short period of time. Well, three, if you include Captain Underpants. And uh, we are going to be looking at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 1990 and uh, the uh, Hellboy movie first Hellboy movie. So that is going to be a lot of fun. So you want to check out that. So <laughs> thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will, uh, we will be excited to talk again soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.